Hello, hello. Welcome to the Eric Sancho podcast. It's a horrible day. Uh, 12 hours ago, some maniac started killing people on the campus of Michigan State University. Um, I think two or three people are dead, five more badly injured in this, uh, in this gruesome scene, you know, uh, frankly, and it's weird because last night I actually dreamt of this happening. I mean, I dreamt of the aftermath cause I went to bed with this, uh, bad guy still at large and they ended up cornering the guy at around midnight and he shot himself. He's dead. But I dreamt that 71, for some reason, I woke up with a number 71 people had been killed. So I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh shit. And then I turned on, on the news. It wasn't nearly uh, that many, obviously, uh, but still just as uh, ridiculous and heinous. Now you've got one of the largest universities in the entire nation. Everybody's freaked out and um, they try to pick up the pieces. My God. When I was going to bed last night, Madison comes in and she's having an anxiety attack. She has friends that go there. And she said uh, that there was some post from some maniac announcing that he was about to do that. And I don't, I, I haven't been able to, I don't know where she got it. It seems like kids always have access. Young people have access to shit that adults don't see. It's like their own internet. And there was also a picture of, uh, more than one person walking down the street, grainy photo. And I was like, what the hell is going on? It was kind of like, um, kind of like what, you know, the, the information trickling in at the time, but God knows, God knows what is up. All we know is that, uh, Berkey hall is where this all started. And, um, Maureen says it wasn't the same guy that posted it online that did the shooting. I don't know. It's fucked up. Then he, uh, after that, kids are jumping out of windows. Went over to, uh, I guess what's called the student union. And, uh, did it again. He ended up taking off. One step ahead of the cops, I guess. And then finally they tracked the bastard down. Like I said, 43 years old. That's all they, that's all they've said about the guy. 43 year old dude. Megan says, I know the post that you're talking about. Not the same. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's amazing though, that someone would do that. What the fuck? I mean, why would you? I don't know. People are fucking nuts. Audio check, video check. This is how it unfolded. This is 60 miles from your old pal, Eric Zane, uh, in relation to where I'm at, but several audience members are in that area. Of course, um, Maureen and Linda, I believe are both there. And, uh, Adam, I think is pretty damn close. Adam S let us uh, get into it. 
Donovan Long is in East Lansing this morning as we continue our coverage of the shooting at Michigan State University. We'll be checking in with him uh, throughout the broadcast. Uh, we know that a gunman killed three people. Five other people are in the hospital in critical condition this morning. Police told us that the man responsible shot and killed himself last night, hours after the shooting and after a confrontation with police. MSU's campus police lifted the stay-in-place order shortly after they confirmed the gunman was dead. All campus activities are canceled for at least the next two days. Um, and we continue to follow the investigation this morning. Uh, police have not been able to give us any information about the people who have died or those who are in the hospital. They have been working on notifying families before they release that information. So that's something we expect an update on this morning. Uh, police said they would share their next update at 8 o'clock this morning. This all started around 8.18 last night at Berkey Hall, one of the academic buildings on campus. The gunman killed killed two people there. Officers uh, got there within minutes and the gunman moved over to the student union where he killed a third person and left from the building's north door as officers arrived. And that was the last time police saw the gunman until they located him near the intersection of Lake Lansing and Larch Roads, which is nearly five miles away from where the shootings happened. They say the gunman killed himself after officers confronted him. Now, investigators have not shared how they found the gunman there. And we have no idea why he came to campus to do this uh, tonight. That is Because he's crazy and he wanted to kill people. Part of our ongoing investigation. This is a process. It will take some time. I know we all want answers. And the answers will come. Um, hopefully what has been shared to this point um, is enough to assist in what we are all trying to do, which is to recover. We've been working to confirm the identity of their suspect. The only thing investigated. She's got a little bit of a wet mouth thing going on, by the way. Gators would tell us so far Gross. is that he was a 43-year-old man and didn't have any connection they know about to MSU. Um, we saw a, a large police presence around. Imagine if she said. Uh, he has one connection to a group formerly known as Zaniacs. A home uh, following the gunman's death. That was on East Howe Avenue near Creston Avenue in Lansing. Now, police did not confirm if that was related to the shooting investigation. Uh, they only said that they were investigating at other locations in connection with the shooting. So that's something that we'll be working to confirm this morning. Now, as part of our team coverage, uh, we have Brittany Flowers uh, following the conditions of those five people who we know went to the hospital. Uh, they went to Sparrow Hospital, which is in downtown Lansing. And Brittany Flowers is there now with what she's heard from hospital administrators. Good morning, Brittany. Yeah, Teresa, this is where those five victims are recovering. I spoke with a hospital spokesperson earlier this morning out of respect for the victims and their families. They're not giving out much information about who exactly these victims are, but he did tell us that they're all listed in critical condition, varying degrees of injury. Some have either gone through surgery or, or are currently going through surgery uh, as these victims fight to survive. The spokesperson says that the doctors and nurses here at Sparrow Hospital are doing everything that they can. There is some variance um, in the conditions of the patients. They're all critical. Um, uh, I'm, I'm already losing interest with this guy's voice. Oh, they're going to be okay. 
but they're in critical condition. Uh, they several have been in surgery. We've had five. We don't expect any more tonight. Can't take it. Um, they're all in different stages. I can't really get into the severity of injuries or the types of injuries. We're largely deferring to MSU. Uh, we're working with them. Now, we have been mentioning uh, MSU police will hold a press conference again. Never before has there been more time spent on a story with so little information. You can watch this entire piece, and they, they uh, made an eight-minute feature, an eight-minute news story, and quite literally, in one sentence, you could have covered everything that has happened and what is available now. And at 8 o'clock this morning, uh, this John Foran tells us that the chief medical officer will be at that press conference. We expect to learn more about these victims as well as the extent of their injuries. So unfold last night. I got to tell you, tell you, I ran into a, um, a freshman student here at the university. One of the residence halls here. He's a uh, freshman from uh, South Africa. He says he never imagined he would come study in America at a university where he would find himself fighting for his life potentially. He said he was with his girlfriend. What? We invented school shootings. How could he not know that? Twenty minutes before police say a gunman opened fire at the MSU um, Union. Uh, Union building. He said he and, his, he and his girlfriend were there. Just the guy's like normally. the guy's like, oh shit, man! It was rough in South Africa with apartheid, uh, you know, and all the discrimination. But here, you guys are much more fucked up. They do having normal conversation on Monday, and realized that they too could have been put in harm's way if they didn't choose to leave within moments, within minutes rather, of the gunman coming in. Take a listen. My thoughts and prayers go out to all the families affected because, uh, you know, it's it's a grand tragedy um, that people would have to, you know, experience this sort of thing. But um, I can just count my, count my lucky stars that we decided to leave when we did. Yeah, honestly, you know, you heard him saying he's counting his lucky stars. That's really the sentiment that's been reflected here um, all all night and on into this morning. Uh, we've talked to several parents on the ground here who are just thankful that their sons and daughters uh, made it out alive. But they are also praying uh, for everyone else who's been deeply affected by this tragedy. We're talking about the people who are recovering in critical condition, who Brittany just spoke about, and also the loved ones um, of the three people who have died in the shooting, Teresa. And I know that the campus has grief resources available for students who maybe didn't. Tyler writes, that's the, uh, referring to the guy who someone said sounded like Napoleon Dynamite. That's their spokesperson. Go home they couldn't get anybody better. Go. Um, and so that's something that will be available to them today. Employees of mine okay. building for several hours. Hold on a second here. I've heard from students and employees on campus about the moment they heard the gunshots. A woman who works on Brody campus said they got a notification from campus police to shelter in place and then saw a stampede of people running. She and her co-workers hid in a crawl space in their building for several hours. That herd of people running from the front to the back because we thought that he was over there. Thanks, man. By the way, everybody was running. And then I had some other employees of mine run into the office, start grabbing their stuff and run out. And it, was, it wasn't a good sound. It wasn't a good image. I didn't even know you could still get glasses like that. Madison said the staff went over emergency procedures just last week, which included what to do if they had to shelter in place. 
Governor Whitmer graduated from Michigan State University in 1998. And she had lots of sex during those years. That's where she got the name Stretchin. She shared a statement last night that says parents across Michigan oh are on pins and needles. Boner, right now. Tonight, checking in on them and telling them they love them. It doesn't have to be this way. This is okay, you know what she's saying there? It doesn't have to be this way. She wanted to say the next sentence of beginning Tuesday, I'm going to take all your guns. It's a uniquely American problem. Too many of us scan rooms for exits when we enter them. We plan who that last text or call would go to. We should not, we cannot accept living like this. So we should all carry guns. Tonight, Spartans will cry and hold each other a little closer. We will mourn the loss of beautiful souls and pray for those fighting for their lives in the hospital. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shit. Um. <laughs> Adam says those glasses are making a com a comeback. More on the gun thing cuz this is uh this is where we're going to go now at MSU. Students won't be on campus there today, tomorrow, or maybe for many more days after that. Um, a lot of them left campus last night after sheltering in place for about four hours, learning that a gunman had shot and killed three people on their campus and that five others have uh, critical injuries. Donovan Long is following this developing situation for us now in East Lansing. Good morning, Donovan. Good morning, Teresa. Just for uh, perspective, I want to tell you where I am. Just across the street from me right here is the MSU Union Building. That is one of two places police say a gunman opened fire on Michigan State University's campus, uh, injuring five people and killing three others. I want to tell you, though, that there is an active police presence still here uh, on campus, certainly not to the extent of what we saw last night, but officers do remain here uh, as this investigation continues. There's also crime scene tape that is still displayed behind me. Of course, both being a grim reminder of what happened on campus last night. Uh, we should point out, though, too, that students and professors here are still struggling to come to grips with what happened. It's, it's become something that's seen uh, nationally in other schools, and a lot of folks say that they never imagined that they would go to sleep without some members of their community and, and with others who are recovering in critical condition in the hospital. Take a listen. How do we begin this conversation? Um, what do we say to our students? What people don't realize is that majority of the students who are at Michigan State University in our generation Z. So these students grew up with Sandy Hook. These students grew up with Parkland. These students grew up with um, mass shootings as a regular occurrence in their development. So how do we address the conversation? How do we make them feel safe when we ourselves don't feel safe? And I think this is a larger conversation than just hey, let go of using the word conversation anymore. Just speak your fucking mind. Um, we can even take on this is a, this is a larger issue. This is a systemic issue. This is a an issue that be, that deserves a larger conversation. Yeah, a lot of conversing going on. Yeah. Um, what we're gonna need to do, I feel, is uh, we gotta uh, break this down to a larger conversation. But before we get to that conversation we need to converse about the aforementioned conversing 
And then that would lead to a conversation with Gen Z and uh, all of the conversing will lead to more conversing. And when the conversation ceases, we will count the dead and uh, start to converse about them. Shut up, asshole. The professor there pretty much underscored that these these shootings are happening far too often in not only uh, the nation, but in, in our community, right, from Oxford to, to to here. You know, a lot of people are feeling that weight of dealing with the trauma and the aftermath of what something to this magnitude will bring. And so, uh, and, and the professor went on and said, we've got to get to a point where this isn't the new normal. This shouldn't be normal because it isn't normal. And uh, I should mention also, Teresa, that police will continue and Invest, uh, rather continue updating us with their okay so they're dancing around it everybody is um, to hear from them at eight o'clock this everybody is too scared to just say what they want to say every person that you've seen and heard from in this story one way or another i can see the look in their eye they're all like okay take the guns away we must we must kick in the doors and take away the guns Huh? How? Okay, first of all, you're going to start a war. That's not the problem. And it would do nothing if you take away guns, for fuck's sake. No one's going to give you their guns. Fuck. The problem is the maniacs get guns and they're going to get them one way or another. And if they're not going to get guns, let's just say, let's wave a magic wand and create a world where their guns don't exist. Bad guys are still going to kill as many people as possible. Wasn't there the one parade? What part of the U.S. that was when the guy just drove through the grandmas, the marching grandmas? Grandmas were flying off the car like fucking bowling pins. The guy actually got a 7-10 split of grandmas. Motherfuck. You know, I, I, I don't accept any of that shit. Wiping out the guns. No, we need more fucking guns. Everybody needs a fucking gun. Can you imagine, in, in back to my fantasy world, Someone says seven ten grandma split. Jesus, I'm dying. Sorry. Um These cowards don't go where the guns are. They go to the gun free zones. Of course. It should be apply for admission and you must carry a gun. Jesus. Stevie says they just released the name of the killer. Send it my way if you see it. I don't want to get interrupted. I'm on a roll. Talking about Grandma 710 split. Ryan says, as much as I don't have any comments on guns, I don't understand how anyone could police taking away guns. Who has them or who doesn't? Underground guns. I mean, it would be ridiculous. Nowadays, you can fucking hit print and make a gun. So don't give me the uh, the idea even, and and don't dance around it. I mean, even if you were, even if you were, uh, you had a hard on about guns and the fucking people that have guns. 
Don't be a goddamn child when it comes to making your point and say, well, we're going to start to have conversations. This isn't this isn't normal. You know how there's people shooting people and there's bodies all over the place. That's a little we need to have a conversation. Just say I would have more respect for you if you said, yeah, all guns need to be abolished and need to put be, be put into a metal shredder. We need to be an unarmed society. Go ahead and say that. That isn't going to work, of course. But at least have the balls to say what you want to say. Blue State Rob wants a devil version of my uh, professor who wants guns to be abolished. Well, can we please have a conversation about getting rid of the guns? I think that conversing needs to be a conversational style idiot jesse adds these guys just need some pussy and love then they wouldn't go shooting people Corey adds dude it would be badass if we could carry swords again like game of thrones we can't carry a sword Kenny adds, talking about getting rid of guns does nothing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, seriously, if you're the people who do want guns to go away, I would be pissed off at all the people who agree with you and then don't actually do it. I mean, if you're going to try to do it, do it. But don't sit there and just piss everybody off and say what we should do. And even if you were successful at it, which you won't be, and you're going to start a fucking war and there's going to be a domestic terror attack because these crazy fucks that live where I live are going to fight you tooth and nail. You know, they, they wear shirts that said from my cold, dead hands, these fucking maniacs. That is not going to work. The good guys that have the guns, you want those on your team. You want the good guys having guns. We need more good guys with guns. Amy wants me to say. 710 grand loss split. In devil voice. That's a perfect example, by the way, of tragedy plus time equals comedy. Now, if we're one day removed from grandma's as bowling pins you do not make that joke it's in the rear view mirror now so pulling off uh 710 grandma split is a possibility nw980 says 710 grandma split who do you think you are i am pete weber Corey says, traveling to Europe, I always found it interesting that the population doesn't have guns, but in places like airports, et cetera, they have guards with automatic weapons on display everywhere. Same thing in Honduras. Tyler says, Eric Zane, if you knew one of the grandma bowling pins, then that wouldn't be appropriate. No, it would be, it's, it's because I don't know. Them. You're right. There's a, there's a, uh, 
a schematic to a joke that has to be followed. And if you, uh, you know, violate any of the rules, it's, it's a disaster. Like, look at Blue State Rob here. He just admitted with the comment, I often make pizza 9-11 jumper jokes. Motherfuck. All right. So that's where we are on this shit. Fucking nuts. Another massive shooting. Well, you know, they're all massive in my opinion. Some are some are uh, bigger than others, but you know, it's weird when you see oh, three dead, five injured. Well, I thought it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> I'm gonna go on about my day. For once. I want, okay, in the perfect Eric world where they've all got guns, the fucking idiot isn't aware of it, okay? that And he, he's like, all right, and he he uh, uh, gets his weapon ready, and just as he's about to open fire, like eight pistols are at his head, and they all go off at the same time. Jesus. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the show is on Twitch, and I want you... To follow me on Twitch. I want you to follow me and I want you to subscribe on Twitch. That is the main way this show is uh, viewed slash listened to live. Every morning on, uh, during the week, 8 a.m. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live is where you find it. If you're uh, watching on Facebook, Twitter, or uh, YouTube, I'm going to kick you out. So please go to Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Follow and subscribe. You can subscribe for free with your Amazon Prime account or throw a few bucks at it on your own if you don't have Amazon Prime. You got to do it each month. It doesn't automatically renew. Or don't. Just follow it and you'll get commercials during the show. Send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. If you ever want to chat, brought to you by Shortliners Striping. And the audio podcast is available everywhere you download shows. Just search Eric Zane Show. So, to review, no, the answer is not going and taking everyone's guns. In my opinion, more guns. The good guys need the weaponry. The bad guys have it. Let's level the fucking playing field, assholes. Jesus. All right. Kick everybody out. Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Y'all have a great day. Facebook and Twitch. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair. Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube, sponsorless. Ryan says, big fraud saying, you've often found the political solution because you should be president. How does one fix all of this crazy? Clearly taking guns just pisses rednecks off and is an impossible solution. Rednecks, yeah, you don't want to take the guns from them because they actually, they're not the ones that are going and killing everyone. The rednecks actually do use the guns like to get their fucking food 
and for entertainment. The Rednecks um, shoot Tannerite and blow up refrigerators and they make great videos that hurt themselves and then we laugh at them. All right? When it's time to eat, they just aim the fucking thing out the window and like shoot a pigeon or a skunk. And then, you know, uh, with the fur on it, they'll throw it in a deep fryer. And then that's how the family eats. Those people don't have transportation to get to a university. They don't even know what a university is. They don't know directions. They can't read. So these people are harmless. Those aren't the ones you got to go after. Yeah, it's not the rednecks' fault. I mean, yes, they are responsible gun owners, in my opinion. All right. A lot of blanket uh, statements being made here. A lot of stupidity. A lot of stupidity, as usual. Uh, All right. Follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Um, something I want to share with you. There's been a lot of talk and I, I, I don't know how many people, how much audience I share with, uh, Freebird and Hot Wings. I really don't. Um, the ones that I do share, I think they're pretty quiet. The ones that still like both shows, they're kind of like stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, but I just wanted to point this out to you because I know the dynamic of what is happening. If you, it's very entertaining. Their subreddit actually is more entertaining, in my opinion, than their show. And that's just personal opinion. And I want to punch Greg in his fucking face. All right. So I could never find anything they do entertaining because I want to kick his ass. All right. (laughs) But on their subreddit, their audience is upset. A number of people are upset because however long ago they were like, all right, every Saturday we are going to post pre-beer and hot wings. And that's their way of posting material where I am on it. And it's all these old classic bits, shit you used to love listening to during the early years of the show. Well, then they stopped posting it. Well, it's hit or miss. Like one out of like six weeks, every Saturday it's supposed to drop and it does not. Now it's simple. You just rip it right off a CD Throw it on a fucking file, save it, schedule it through your software. This is tops five minutes of work. And it should be pointed out that at one point it was just Greg, Eric, Chris, and we got all that shit done. We would, I would post a podcast myself, individual tracks, write a show description, everything. They now have double the amount of people and they're still not able to get that pre-beer show published in a timely fashion. In fact, they usually just don't do it. 
And that has these people who pay for it pissed. This guy, it's wild to me that when people complain about not getting something they are paying for, the show will somehow make it seem like they're acting entitled. Now, I'm just going to tell you, if I have never, of course, I've never received any information, any, uh, any attack like this, because I would never um, under deliver. I mean, I am so dependent on you that I would never dream of doing anything that would make you feel like on Patreon, like you are not getting your money's worth. I'm, I'm actually afraid of it. So I'm always like, fuck, this is priority one. Always. The hypocrisy peaks whenever Steve, Steve rips on FedEx. I don't know what that means. Um, This person writes, they, sh- they really should just announce whether they are canceling it or not so people can decide if they want to continue to describe. Pre-beer and hot wings is the only thing I am paying for. I won't resubscribe, uh, though. This is bad business. Um, all sorts of uh, pissed off people. This sounds like a complaint. If you're not careful, they'll talk about how you're an asshole on the show for wanting to get the thing you pay for. You'll get what you get and like it, you ungrateful pig. Oh, all right. By comparison. So they can't put together one show a week and hit schedule. I want to show you what your old pal Eric is able to pull off easily. When I, while I'm away in California, I'm working up to the 15th. On the 16th, this is going to drop. On the 17th, this is going to drop. On Friday the 17th, this is also going to drop. Lost Zane Recordings. Then on Monday, this is going to drop on Patreon. Also on Monday, this is going to drop on Patreon. I have five shows that are all done. Okay. Uh, Three of which you've never heard before. Well, I would say all of these you don't, you for sure haven't heard and or just don't remember. It's something to keep you going. I want to keep you engaged. That's the fucking point. You pay for it. I'm glad to do it. What the fuck is a wrong is wrong with those assholes for taking your money? Fuck, don't give it to them. Give it to me. What the fuck is wrong with you? Quit paying them. Jesus, fuck. In addition, I'm also producing three other shows on this free platform. Now, it's not the best of, but it's something... I want to make sure you have something to listen to. I don't want you wandering around listening to someone else. Fuck that shit. You're mine. So this has been bugging me that this show with six people on it and heard all across the United States takes advantage of those people and the money that they spend. Fuck that. Oh my God. The nerve of these motherfuckers. Jesus. Eric.
Durham says, if you went back to Free Bear and Hot Wings, you would be the equivalent of three workers. Josh writes, I still listen to both. FedEx lost their road gear for months. And I'm only sticking around for Free Bear and Hot Wings until my yearly runs out. Once Joe got fired, I tapped out. Um, Chris says they've got a replacement for Joe in the works. No, that's not what it's going to be. They've got a replacement for Rachel. Genko Grove says, does producer Joe still work for them? No, no, that's, uh, that's, that's long, long gone. He retired. Ryan says, I can say this with certainty. Not many work as hard as Eric in the broadcast universe. I'm grateful for the content the man generates. I appreciate that. Thank you. Corey says Kelly should replace Joe. I've been saying that all along. They don't need five goddamn people. Holy shit. You're not kidding. When we started, it was Eric, Greg, Chris, and we all did everything. The reason why Greg and Chris surround themselves with so many people, A, they don't know how to do these things. B, they're boring as fuck. These are not talented people. They couldn't tell you a story if their life fucking depended on it. They suck dick. Jesus. I cannot get over the fact that they are still, still killing it. It actually is so frustrating. Oh, what are you people doing? Fuck me. God damn it. Get mad about something for once. All right. There you go. It's a little rant for you. Just wanted to get that off my chest. I feel pretty damn good about it. The open and live stream of today's show is brought to you by M37 Hackers in Middleville, Michigan. Yes. Uh, these people in Middleville, um, the there's like the local board or some shit. Oh. Uptight is an understatement. Uh, poor Jacob Bennett, who created this business from nothing, golf simulation, had to really take it up the poop chute in order to make this thing a reality. So I want you to go. Picture X golf, but not as expensive. And BYOB, yes, at M37 Hackers. Uh, walk into the joint. On M37 in Middleville, pulling your cooler behind you, set it up at the tee box and play the greatest courses in the world on the golf simulation software. 40 bucks an hour. Get some bros. You got four guys and have a golf tournament, man. You can shoot like 36 uh, holes of golf in like two hours. It's fantastic. And you don't have to walk. You just like get up, drink a beer. Oh, it's your shot. I go. Uh, and if you really want to work on your golf game, you're like, Jesus, I just sliced the shit out of that. You hit the replay button and the camera is zoomed right on your club face as it hits the ball. And you're like, oh, I'm hitting it like a dick. Fuck. Reach out to my friends at M37 Hackers. 269-205-2095. Two zero five twenty ninety five. When it comes to a mortgage, 
The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage has you covered. Getting mortgages for people from anywhere in the U.S. with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. Five-star, gold-star service. Unbelievable ratings from people online just saying, my gosh, the red carpet service is fantastic with my friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Reach out and pick their brain. Now, I'm not saying hire them sight unseen. Go ahead, because you should shop around who you want to get a mortgage from. You might, like, call Kyle Ryan, and he's like, oh, Mario's better than me. I can't do it. Uh, But maybe not. You can call any other place and pick their brain. Make sure Mario is last. This is the same philosophy I have with Joe Martinez, even though Joe Martinez is a dumbass for thinking that that was a good penalty called in the Super Bowl. Uh, 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. The NFK yesterday, I took him to the dentist. Start of the day, I go, I need to get him in. He's complaining of toothpaste pain we can't have this it's okay let's get him in awesome get him there we roll in 3 30 i go all right buddy i'm gonna sit here drink a cup of coffee you go do your thing and i expected uh either the tooth to be pulled out this happened last time he was here it's it's the the teeth are so far gone that one by one bump 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 they're coming out so i expected that this time either that or just fix it fucking put a filling in 15 minutes later, he comes out. He goes, yep, I got a cavity. As Blue State Rob says, I bet the NFK's asshole is cleaner than his mouth. Oh, shit. No, I think you're right because we put dude wipes by the toilet. Um, He comes walking out. And he goes, yep, you're right. There's a cavity. I go, yeah. Yeah, I got to make an appointment to get it filled. What the? Am I the only one that thinks they should just fucking do it now? Is that? Well, of course there's a cavity. I know there's a cavity because you're in pain and it's getting to a, it's getting to a critical point. She goes, yeah, I'm going to have to get that filled. A lady and I go, Okay, uh, she goes, well, first available, uh, March one. What? And I can tell he's in a little bit of discomfort. I'm like, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, if any cancellations, please reach out to me. We want to get this taken care of. Tyler says, so basically he just went there to have a conversation about the cavity. Yeah, I mean, why? Why do we? Have, why can't you just do it? I mean, seriously, this isn't like a, a heart transplant. I know dentists are doctors, but all you got to do is take the tray, uh, and and you have the little fucking thing there that you pack the tooth with, 
full of whatever material goes into the tooth these days. I don't know if it's gold or diamonds or platinum or mercury. I don't give a fuck. Tungsten. Isn't it just shot, shot, Novocaine, drilly, drilly, get out the gunk, make sure it's uh, all the cavity is gone, and then packy, packy, send you on your way. What? Huh? Chris says they needed to have a talk about the conversation about the cavity. Amanda, the voice of reason, says if the dentist is booked that day for doing someone else's cavity, then he can't do it right right then and there. Ah! Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't buy that at all. How often have you gone to like a doctor to get your physical and the appointment is at 11 and that at 12.15 you're there with your dick in your hand and he's like hey how you doing we're a little backed up today uh, sorry you can't uh, too bad fucking a man aram says is that dr bite guard yes dr bite split that's him oh you got to get a bite split eric say no i don't it's damaging your teeth i go look fucker i did this once I will never, ever forget that as long as I live. I put that fucking thing in and I woke up and I could not open my mouth. Uh, the little fucking uh, pad, meniscus pad between my lower jaw and my skull on both sides, displaced, dislocated. Could not open my mouth further than like half an inch. Eating was a bitch. It took months for it to finally calm down. And I'll never forget when it happened. Where I was seated, I was at the radio station, and it was just a moment where I was really deeply massaging the sides of my uh, uh, face right in front of my ears. And then I tried to open my mouth, and this hellacious crack oh howie goes was that your jaw i go yes it was my jaw it worked hideous all right so we gotta wait uh your old pal eric zane still on the road to recovery prostatitis Settling down, starting to pee like a normal human again, less stress, less discomfort. Uh, boy, that is a relief. That is such a relief. And that just creep crept up on me. Fuck. Man. Thank God for that. All right. But I still got to pee. So I'm going to take a break and I will be right back with more. Just a bit. Don't go anywhere. I come back to the comment. Blue State Rob. I don't know what the context was. He says, Kevin in Muskegon was doing abortions. He didn't care. So, hey, lady, you want an abortion? Okay. I'll give you an abortion. I don't care. Oh, that fucking idiot. Jesus. Uh, Rob says, are you able to shoot ropers on your tummy again? 
My God. Idiot. It was a basketball game last night. Before that, I went to the gym. Good old YMCA. You know how many stories I've had that begin and end at the YMCA? In fact, I've been sitting on one that I forgot about, and I'm going to tell you that now. I've mentioned this dude before. His name is Russ. Nice guy. And um, now there's some uh, cognitive concerns. No big deal. And uh, I should change his name. His name is not Russ. There's a guy uh, named uh, Frank at the Y. Pretend you didn't hear that. Frank has some cognitive issues. And uh, he, uh, see, he's kind of like a volunteer. And this allows people in the community, you know, assimilate. And I think there's actually, I think there actually is pay. I think it actually is a job. It's, it's more than being a volunteer. I guess he works it. And, um, I remember telling this story that I, uh, nobody speaks to this guy. No one. And one day I did. And, um, he's very nice. And what that did was it, uh, broke down this barrier. And so, uh, if he's there, uh, he seeks me out and I seek him out and we have nice conversations. There's some social issues too. Where now, if I'm in the same room with him, I have to say hello first, and then we're then we're conversing. And so, what he does though is he will stare at me from wherever he is until that happens. So, if I am not careful and I am not aware that he is staring at me, there is a point when I'll be naked changing my clothes to get into my gear to run. And he will be just staring at me in the locker room. There's other people in the locker room and they don't know the dynamic. So I turn around and I see him. I go, Hey, Frank, what's up? Hey, how you doing? And then the people kind of like, Oh, okay. It's fine. I guess. But if I didn't see him, it's going to be weird. All these people are like, what the fuck is going on here? So I try to pay attention. Uh, and I uh, know from, um, so it's usually the conversation goes, so uh, how's your folks? Oh, good, good. Uh, any plans this weekend? Going to do anything fun? And, uh, you know, it's just small talk. And I know he explained to me that um, at um, the local zoo, was uh, going to extend an internship to him because, and he goes, he goes, I'm really interested in zoology. I go, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Frank. I, I'm glad to hear that. That, that sounds like it could be uh, a lot of fun. Hopefully that'll work out. And I remembered that. So, um, just a couple days ago, I go in there and there he is staring at me. I'm nude. Hey, what's up? How you doing? So, buddy. Um, what's the update? Did you get the, uh, uh, internship? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's up in the air. 
because I can't figure out if I want to take the internship or serve the Lord. And I go, oh, um, so it's like a coin toss. One side is, uh, clean out the zebra shit. And, uh, uh the other side is, uh, I don't know, pray. I go, I, I, you know, uh, Frank, I, I don't think you can lose with either of those, but it was so matter of fact. I mean, I, I did not expect, uh, uh, go to the zoo and serve the Lord. I thought it was going to be like, go to the zoo and, you know, work full time here or something like that. And besides, it isn't much of a debate, really. I mean, you, you probably want to go with serve the Lord. It's got a longer, you got to look big picture on these things. You can get more out of that. I think than cleaning out the zebra shit. So, uh, just the most ridiculous conversation that, I, that Cole says, can't he do both? It's a good question. I wish I would have, uh, I wish I would have asked that. I think that's a good point, And I'm going to bring it up with him next time I see him. Next time he's staring at my little pecker. Holy shit. Uh, Blue said Rob says team knuckle dragger retire. No, they're still there. Raising hell. Amanda says maybe he wants to be a monk. You know, these are all great, great next sentence things that I can say to him. I love this. Thank you. But yesterday I get on the treadmill and right away I'm like, man, my legs feel strong. I feel good today. Okay. A 10th of a mile later, I realize that this next uh, 40 minutes is going to be uh, marred by trips to the bathroom because I can feel something terrible happening inside of my body. Something is moving, and every time it moves, it's painful. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, it's that feeling again. I'm going to have to shit. Fuck. Sure enough, man, two trips of absolute catastrophic uh, delivery and to a point where at the end of the procedure, hands are washed. Everything inside of my body feels like it has just, uh, gone through a meat grinder and I almost quit the whole fucking thing. I almost bagged the whole workout and said, no, I'm not going to do it. But sure enough, I got back on there and, um, it, it felt better after a little bit. I did. Okay. I made it off to the basketball game. We're taking on a team from uh, Chicago, the Windy City Bulls. At one point, one of their guys on their team, I don't know his name, doesn't matter. He's coming to check in. He's standing right in front of me at the scorer's table. And I notice he has a birthday coming up. In fact, the same birthday as my dad, because on the score sheet or on the uh, roster sheet, it says their date of birth. And he's old. Okay. Most of the players in this league are 22, 23, 24. This guy was born in 86. And he looks, I mean, all the other guys are, they look young. He does not. 86, so that makes him 96, 06, 16. He's got to be 36 or 37. 37 years old, March 17th, same date as my dad. Wait, 86, 96. Yes, 36 now, be 37. 
And uh, I go, hey, buddy. And uh, I go, got a birthday coming up. He goes, yep, yep. I go, what are you going to be, 23, 24? <laughs> and he goes, fuck, I wish. I wish. <laughs> it was awesome. They had a guy on their team, seven-foot dude from Montenegro, white dude, and could do only one fucking thing. He had no ability to defend, um, could barely run. He could shoot the lights out from way downtown. Before the game started, he was warming up. And he was about two feet beyond the three-point line. Steph Curry range. Hand to God, 30 in a row. What the fuck is his name? Now I got to know. I got to show you this dude. Windy City Bulls roster. Marco Simonovic. I'll get you a picture. Seven feet tall, 220 pounds. This is the dude. Imagine that. Seven feet, 220. He's a bean pole. He can't do shit other than score. Can't rebound, can't block, can't play defense. Actually, 8.7 rebounds a game. That's pretty much a double-double. So I take it back. But, oh my God, not a great defender. I don't think I've ever seen a more pure shooting stroke on anyone, let alone a seven-footer. Normally, a seven-footer, they look like fuck when they shoot. Okay? You know who had a pure shooting stroke? was Bill Lame Beer. That motherfucker, he can shoot the shit out of the ball. Six foot 11. This dude, he gets the ball. Boom, three. We miss. He gets the ball. Boom, three. And I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. The Montenegrin assassin. He lit it up all night. I think he had like seven three-pointers. Okay, so the game goes to overtime. There's a lot of experimental rules in the NBA G League that one day will be adopted into the NBA. And I appreciate these things because I don't like sitting through fucking four hours of a basketball game. One of the things they do is that all free throws, if you get fouled while you're going to the basket, you take one shot, it's worth two points if you make it. If you're shooting a three and you get fouled, okay, your foul shot is worth three points. Sam, the juice is what happened to the D-League. This is the D-League. Uh, D-League. They uh, rebranded it. NBA Developmental League is now known as NBA G-League because Gatorade uh, sponsored, put a lot of money into it and sponsored it. So thank you, Corey. For, it's the Corey Show. Anyway, uh, you didn't know that. Thank you for your help. So um, they do that to speed up the game. And then um, in overtime, this game goes to overtime. Um, they, you play up to seven and then whoever is the first to seven points wins the game. So, um, 
You know, it was 108 to 108 to start overtime. So the first team to 115 wins it. It's tied at 112. They come down and uh, amazingly, the Montenegrin assassin was not the one. He wasn't even on the court. They had another guy from Estonia. Um, and as they're marching down the court, getting set up, you know, um, the coach of the gold, Andre Miller, gigantic man. He's right in front of me and he's going, no threes, no threes. Now what that means is get your ass up to the arc. Let them have it. If they do manage to get it inside, go ahead and collapse on them and fucking take the guy out. But whatever you do, contest all threes. Get in their fucking face. And this dude from Estonia gets the ball. And they did. They did contest it. They had hands up. They were defending the shit out of him. And this motherfucker threw this thing up. And boom, it goes down. Oh, fuck. And the coach, his back is to me, right in front of me. And you know how a mule kicks? Like, if you get behind a horse or a mule, they they mule kick you. He did that to the scorer's table. Oh, and everything goes flying. My microphone goes falling and shit, all this equipment, because he kicked the shit out of it. And I don't know what the fuck he was pissed off about because he then stormed on the co- uh, court and starts screaming at the ref. I don't know what the fucking problem was. Who knows? I was half paying attention. But holy shit, was he pissed. Ooh. Like, oh, boy. Final from Van Andel Arena, Goldfall 115-112. Your player of the game is... Uh, 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 see him to see you tomorrow. There's a game tonight. You should go. Your old pal, Eric Zane, queen of the forest is going to be there. You get to see Marco Simonovic. 30 in a row. Jesus. Okay. There was a college basketball game last night. And, uh, I don't know what the fuck happened here. I think, one of the cheerleaders was pissed off at a player. This is one of the historical black colleges. And um, Mississippi Valley State cheerleader ejected from the game after confronting Alabama A&M player. All right, so audio check. Video check. Now I don't I don't know um, anything about these historically black colleges. I know that they're talked about quite a bit. Like Deion Sanders was a coach at one of those historically black colleges. And um, I I now I have a question about that, unrelated to the story. Can you not go to these if you're a white guy, or is it just it's kind of like you just don't? What's going on there? I know that everyone involved in this story, every player, every ref, every cheerleader, even the announcers are black. There is so much blackness in this, in this story. Audio check, video check. Here we go. Tonight. So he's kind of made his prison feel. Okay. 
This is the, that's the babe you want to watch. This chick right here, she's circled. Plank tonight. It's here, kind of nails both free throws. Okay. She just did a little kicky, whatever it was, and she made contact with this dude. It looked to be uh, no big deal, right? Here, kind of nails both free throws. She, she almost kind of kicked him in the cock there. No big deal. Layup open, no good. Okay. Now, here's the dude that got kicked in the dick. He didn't, I don't know, maybe he said something to her when she kicked him. Now, here she comes. Now, that's the uh, posture of a woman who re who's ready to kick somebody's ass. By Thompson. Here she comes. Oh, God, they pulled away, pulled the camera away. Did you see that? She went out onto the court and wanted to have a word with that dude. Let's play spot the white guy. Can you see one white? This guy maybe. No, I don't think so. Not sure what's going on here. And um, the Alabama the, these announcers don't know what's going on either. I mean, no coach. He's he's fussing. He's <laughs> when the announcer says that coach, he's fussing. You know, you're in the South. And um, the Alabama and no coach. He's he's fussing. He's fussing and cussing. Yeah. And coach is coach is kind of losing it over here. Okay, these are students. That's why he you have this. Uh, greenhorn vibe to it, but I love it. To me, uh, uh, black student announcers a million times better than boom goes the dynamite fuckface. I want to hear guys say the coach of Alabama, whatever, is cussing and fussing. Does he feel like... Security! Somebody's shouting security because now the bitch is, is, I guess, trying to kick his ass. Security! Um... And they're calling security. Not sure what's going on. And they're going to put one of the cheerleaders out of the game, it seems. Oh, here's the one white guy. Of course, the one white guy is a security guard. He's going to shoot her. Wait a minute. I don't think he's a white guy. He's one of those black guys with light skin. Um, security has got involved. In the and it's getting real. Wait, white guy right there. End of the bench. Feel heated here at R.W. Harrison Company. They're walking toward the cheerleading section. And they're going to escort one of the cheerleaders out. They say one of the cheerleaders walked onto the court. And they're going to say she has to go. She's like, hell no. Yeah, they got to be very careful with her because she looks powerful. She can probably kill all those people. I love that they have the camera right on these guys. <laughs> I need more of that in my life. Oh, that is great. That's my new favorite video. The coach of Alabama, whatever, whatever, is fussing and cussing. Uh, I see there's some discussion. 
about usage of the term axe. Yeah, I don't know either. And uh, I, I don't I don't think I, I think you kind of look like a racist fuck when you um, when you beat up black people for saying axe. If you do that, you know, you might as well go have a fucking bonfire in the Schaefer's backyard. You know, that's just uh, 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 part of the vernacular. Don't ask questions. Just let it go. Maureen says, I think you know I'm not a racist. Yeah, I know, but that's why you don't say it, because then people will say that about you. Yeah, don't, don't, don't go there. Don't, don't go there. I, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I don't, I don't try to figure it out. You, all I know is that you, you look like an, you look like an asshole if you do that. You go up to a black guy or an Italian because they do it too and say, yeah, why do you do that? They're going to fucking stomp you out. Let it go. Just, just, you know what it means. You know what it means. Don't do it. Just, just, uh, it's part of the charm. It's the same. They're asking you the same thing because, uh, hillbillies like you, Kenny don't even speak English. It's a miracle. We can even understand you. If you say to a black guy, why do you say X? They're going to say, why do you sound like you're retarded? And then they'll say, we'll answer your question. If you answer my question. I'm just telling you what they're going to say. Don't, don't get mad at me. I'm just the messenger here. Corey says Southerners are in no position to criticize how anyone talks. And that's true. Uh, Amanda says Southerners talk lazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kenny says he's gladly going to ask a black person why they say ax. Get Derek to shoot video so that we can watch you get pummeled. Okay. And then send it to us. We need to see the video of you asking uh, one of the local black guys why they say ax. You dumbass. All right. Anyway. I love that video so much. She just walks out there. What the fuck are you doing getting in my way? <sighs> what the hell else is I going to talk about? Oh, Jesus Christ. Damar Hamlin. My God, you idiot. The tide is turning against Damar Hamlin. Hold on before I get to that. Holy shit. You're not going to believe this. Um, the Kent County Health Department is inviting you to check them out when it comes to information about the WIC program. If you are struggling to put food on the table in Kent County, Michigan, please do this. Reach out to the Kent County Health Department. Their website is accesskent.com health. Very user-friendly right there. Click where it says WIC and off you go. There's a frequently asked questions page. You can get an idea of the lay of the land as to what it takes to be able to utilize this. Let's say you qualify. Every month you get a card. On it is all the food, uh, like uh, foods like meat, uh, bread, milk, cheese, baby formula, that 
you would need to feed your family. And if each month you prove that you qualify and you get that. Okay. People should not go hungry. All right. Until you can get back on your feet. That's what the program is there for. All the information you need is at accesskent.com slash health. Loving my friends at Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. It's time to think about finally, finally going ahead and getting the in-ground pool installed into your backyard. Wow. Uh, You become the mecca of entertainment and fun. Suddenly, you'll realize you have friends that you never had. All right? If this is something you've been considering and you go anywhere else in West Michigan, you're waiting two years. Not at Jenison Pool and Spa Depot because they just now hired two more crews. So there's three crews installing pools. They can install 16 this summer. Be part of that list by reaching out at 616-457-0500. You'll sit down with Jeremy out the door for your in-store consultation. Basically, Jeremy telling you how it works. Yeah, let's do it. Jeremy shows up at your house in the backyard, gets a lay of the land. Next thing you know, they're breaking ground as soon as it thaws a little bit. And boom, by midsummer, you are having a massive pool party at your place. Vinyl liner in-ground pools and all fiberglass in-ground pools. They don't do concrete anymore. That's old school. Also, they got a great selection of hot tubs at the store, which is on Chicago Drive on the south side of the street between 8th and 12th in Jenison, Michigan. They service hot tubs. They service pools. They have all the chemicals you need. They have all the supplies you need. Everything under one roof at Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Thank you very much, Jeremy, out the door for sponsoring the show. 616-457-0500. I got to pee again. I'm sorry. I will be back. Who's Dave Hollis? Breaking news. Megan announces Dave Hollis died. Who's Dave Hollis? Was married to Rachel Hollis. Well, uh, okay. Uh, I don't know either of those people. He was a Disney executive. A podcaster. Lots of conferences and an author. Uh, So he's like my neighbor, right? What? Huh? I don't get it. Why? How do you know who that is? Why is that like uh, breaking news? Dave Hollis? I have never heard of Dave Hollis. That's like saying some guy named Fred died. Rest in peace, Dave. I don't know what's going on. The inmates are taking over the asylum while I'm gone. Amanda and Megan are having a conversation about in some guy in America who had a heart attack. (laughs) 
cool. Just when you thought DeMar Hamlin could do no wrong. He has somehow managed to do that. What a blessing to have a heart attack on the field. Be revived. I think more than once. Everyone on the planet loved Damar. The whole world stopped immediately curating through the roof. They're painting murals of him. He does the heart thing. There's the stupid story about him actually being dead. And he, he finally does a video and, and says, I'm just so grateful that uh, for all the people that saved my life. And he was very, very sweet about it and nice. What could you have possibly done? Let me uh, show you the problem. At the Super Bowl, I didn't even see it until someone uh, said, hey, this is what he was wearing. He had a jacket on. It just looked like a colorful jacket to me with a giant face on it. And I didn't didn't know anything about the face, but... um, It was, uh, it looked like a, kind of like a yellow face, almost like a cartoon character or something like that. I couldn't quite place it. Well, I guess that that uh, jacket on the front of it, when I saw him sitting there, uh, was zombie Jesus. You can see it right there. Like, uh, it's like a Letterman jacket. And instead of like where it would be a C or a D, that face is actually zombie Jesus. And on the back of it, zombie Jesus is hanging from a cross. Now, I'm not the one to get mad at that. But a lot of people are. And they're they're just murdering the guy now because they're saying he's uh he's it's blasphemy. And they're like, well, of all the people that shouldn't be blasphemous, you should not be blasphemous because you were thanking God and all this shit. So basically, Demar said, "Yeah, what can I wear to the Super Bowl?" Uh, you know, is there no one in his circle to say, Damar, zombie Jesus might not be a good look for the entire planet to see, considering the fact that uh, we've referenced baby Jesus uh, helping you and the whole miracle thing. Uh, it's all a good vibe going forward. In fact, um, with the uh, the fact that you were lucky enough to have this heart attack on the field and now you don't have to play a down of football ever again or you're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, don't fuck it all up by going with zombie Jesus Letterman coat. My God. Rob says, miracle, come on, it was CPR. Well, I know that. I know that. 
But you know how many people believe that it's a miracle? Let them believe it. That's fucking money in the bank. Now, with that quick glimpse on TV of him wearing zombie Jesus, Tyler writes, I hereby declare the CPR touchdown celebration be reinstated to spite him. How quickly this is now turned. Now, not only are uh, uh, white MAGA people killing him, but black former NFL people are killing him over this. Not only black NFL people, but a black NFL person who beats his child. Adrian Peterson of all people, orange peanut is quote unquote crucifying Damar Hamlin for his Super Bowl uh, jacket. Oh no. How quickly this has unfolded. You know it's bad if you go from everyone loves you to now a black former NFL player who beats the shit out of his kids is indicting you. You idiot. My God. Hamlin was honored on the field during Sunday's event as uh, the NFL and the rest of the sports world continues to celebrate his inspiring recovery from suffering cardiac arrest against the Bengals. Throughout the festivities, Hamlin was seen sporting a jacket that featured an image of an altered face of Jesus. I didn't think it was Jesus at first. I didn't, I know, I'm like, what is that? I thought it was like a, like a, like a drunk SpongeBob or something on the front with the words, with the word eternal and a similarly designed image of a crucifix emblazoned on the back. Peterson, who was a devout Christian, yeah, right, took umbrage with Hamlin's jacket and the legend. You know, it drives me crazy when people wear their Christianity on a sleeve, on their sleeve, in order to judge others. It's one of the biggest hypocrisies that has ever happened when the Christians of the world judge others. It's horrible. They don't understand the conflict there with that. Uh, he took umbrage with the jacket. And the legendary running back made his thoughts known in a scathing Instagram post blasting DeMar for his attire. You should be thanking God, son, wrote Peterson in a since altered caption. This is blasphemy. We all fall short, but come on, man. I find this disrespectful. Hashtag grateful. Hashtag God did. A viral image of Hamlin wearing the jacket made by artist Takashi Murakami with a reported $3,150 price tag and a picture with LeBron James as one of several to generate discourse across social media in the week since his medical emergency. Hamlin has expressed his faith on various occasions throughout his recovery including during an emotional speech at the NFL honors on February 9th. I'm not going to lie to you. I would not have batted an eye. Maybe I'm a heathen. Maybe I'm going to hell. I don't know, but I would have been like, Oh wow. That's kind of funky. You know, 
Peterson later returned to Instagram with an update on the situation and edited the caption to include a message regarding a conversation he had with Hamlin at some point in the day. After noting that the two were able to, quote, discuss our thoughts as men, I'd have told AP to go fuck himself. You're not going to tell me what the fuck I'm wearing. Did I, did I indict you when you beat the shit out of your kid, you fucking dick? Shut up. I'll tell you what. Um, let's go to the pearly gates. Let's say we both die today. And Damar's up there with AP. Baby Jesus is standing in front of him. He's going to say, huh? You wore zombie me on your jacket. And you beat the shit out of a three-year-old. So badly you ripped his scrotum. True. With a stick. Hmm. I'm thinking you're in bigger trouble. If you want, I mean, if we're going to talk malfeasance in the eyes of the Lord, motherfucker. After he calmed down, he wrote, Damar, I have respect and love for you, and I wish you nothing but the best, but I just can't rock with that jacket, he wrote. I feel like there are a lot of people, young and old, looking up to you, and with power and influence comes great responsibility. Who is he, fucking Spider-Man? Shut up. I apologize for offending you. I just felt offended in that moment as a man who loves and respects our Lord and Savior. And I guess he refers to Jesus as uh, something I've never heard. Y-E-S-H-U-A. After Monday night, Hamlin has not issued a statement addressing Peterson's remarks or the jacket. I don't know. I mean, again, here's a here's the image a little closer. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Jesus on a cross with a zombie face got pretty fucked up. I just find it interesting that of all people, Adrian Peterson is indicting him. Exhibit one, your kid's boss, says Josh. Sir Bob of Oliver says, I didn't notice what was on the jacket, nor did I. I didn't know that until this story broke, until I saw the story last night. Bob says, I just thought it was an ugly jacket. I mean, let's be honest here. Black people wear ugly clothing. There, I said it. That is an ugly fucking jacket. Okay? Now, black people love that. To them, it looks awesome. But in my opinion, it looks like shit. That's the only, to me, that's the only problem. This is an ugly fucking coat. Kenny writes his poor attempt at trying to point the finger at someone else. Total fail. Kyle says, wonder how how much Windex Peterson goes through living in that glass house. NW980, who's brand new to following, I just saw that you followed today, thank you, is making uh, making presence felt with maybe your buddy from the Y can, who's serving the Lord, can, uh, can serve the Lord by talking to Damar about his jacket. Hey, Damar! Kenny asked the question, which is worse? Wondering why black people say axe. Instead of ask or saying black people wear ugly clothes. 
I would say, I would say yours is because mine's a joke and yours, you're actually a racist. (laughs) Kyle says, can you ax a black person why they have ugly clothes? Uh, you'd get stomped. You'd get stomped. I would say that, hey, I can't be racist. I have lots of black friends, but I don't have any black friends. All right. So that's what's up with Damar. Big mistake, in my opinion, because of idiots like Adrian Peterson. I mean, that's going to affect his uh, his earning income, his earning potential. You know, making a big deal out of nothing is Adrian Peterson. What a jackass. Stupid. Shut up. Um, what the fuck did I mean with that? I don't even know my writing. Aha. Okay. Where I live in beautiful Ottawa County, Michigan, as I've covered with you many times before, is the MAGA capital of the world. It all centers here. When there's an election, it's all red. Even in Kent County, which is historically red, they went blue in the most recent election. Not in Ottawa County. Then there's the dynamic of the MAGA guy, Joe Moss, creating a pack, which... He's at, he asks for uh, the MAGA people in the community to give money to the PAC to support their candidates. The group's called Ottawa Impact. That's the PAC. Joe Moss uh, helped put that all into play. And then all of these people ran for the county commission seats and won. In addition to several people who ran for school board seats and won. Now, let me just say, what an organized success that is. Okay. It, they were upset with um, the shit that went on during the pandemic. You know, normal people trying to promote health. Okay. Uh, Blue State Rob says PAC has a political action committee. Yes. Political. Uh, excuse me. Yes, that's right. Uh, these MAGA scum. Wanted no mass, no social distancing, no mass in school. And, and they were furious about it. And they added that to their, and then they're all like false uh, election claims. Trump's the president, all, all the usual bullshit. Well, they won everything. So as you know, they then take charge of the county. The first thing they do is they fire the administrator of the county. It's like a $200,000 a year job, not elected, appointed. They fire that guy because he's not in line with them. They bring in somebody else, but they weren't done. They then fired the health director, usually a position held by someone with uh, extensive uh, uh, education, typically master's degree or higher, sometimes a physician. Um, the person they had in there was obviously 
someone they didn't like because supported masking and vaccination and all this shit. And that does not uh, no longer jives with these uh, psychopaths who are now leading the county. So they fired the health director. And they put in a local heating and cooling specialist. Hand to God. True story. So, now we've covered all this from the very beginning. Headline, Ottawa County Health Officer sues commissioners over ouster. All right. Now we're talking. Audio check. Oh, and by the way, the Ottawa County uh, Commission hired new um, uh, legal representation. It's the same representation associated with the political action committee. The whole thing is an inside job. The administrator that they hired, I forgot to mention this. His name is John Gibbs. Ran as a Republican in District 3 of Kent County, Michigan. Um, that To represent uh, that district in Congress, in the House of Representatives. This has been read for like 30 years. He lost to Hillary Skolton. And if you remember prior to that, he beat Peter Meyer for that seat. Meyer only served one term in Congress, but he voted to impeach Trump. So Trump supported Gibbs, and then the hillbillies voted for Gibbs in the primary. Meyer's out, but Gibbs gets shit kicked out of him by Skolton, a Democrat. Ottawa County made Gibbs the administrator. He doesn't even live here. Then, and, and he's black. So uh, they, they, I point that out because they bring Gibbs down. Kenny's not going to like that. They got a black guy in Ottawa County. And, uh, and they sit him down and they go, all right, our first order of business is wipe out the uh, uh, office of diversity and inclusion. And Gibbs is like, yeah, that sounds good. How the hell can he do that? And then they go, all right, we are going to get rid of the uh, county slogan of where you belong or where we belong or something like that or where you are welcome. And the new slogan is like, let freedom ring and and, uh, and, uh, whites only. Audio check, video check, mic check. Ottawa County Health Officer is suing seven commissioners claiming that they illegally demoted her with the intention of eventually firing her. The new slate of conservative commissioners voted to remove Adeline Hambly from her position on January 3rd. She was demoted to interim health officer. In her stead, commissioners chose Nathaniel Kelly to take over the office. The lawsuit claims that commissioners removed Hambly without cause and that there were no allegations related to her performance. She claims that they demoted her and announced the hiring of Kelly for political reasons. She's asking the court to order that she remain health officer and that the board can only remove her if they have just cause and they hold a hearing. At Jiffy Lube, it's our job. So the plot thickens. That is incredible. I'm, I'm telling you, this is just, it's like as the world turns. The drama here. Megan says, we look like such a joke. No, 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 no. Because all you got to do 
is do what you're doing right there. There are clear-thinking people that live around here. It's just going to take a while for them to go back into the corners where they were. They only mobilized and got organized uh, with the whole Trump experiment. And now that's over. And they're not over it. It's going to take a little while, but they'll go back like the cockroaches that they are into the corners and the recesses of whatever room. Fuck those guys. Trust me. It's going to go away. Uh, Speaking of that, one more political story. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ozzy Osbourne's twin sister. She loved Chris Stapleton singing the anthem. She does not love, uh, I think in the NFL this year, they sang some song, uh, I don't know what it's called, Everybody Rise Up or something like that. It's known as the Black National Anthem. Um, and she has a problem with that. <clears throat> and um, she also has a problem with the fighter pilots flying over the venue and that they're chicks. Now, what a fucking stupid thing to have a problem with. Of all the things that you want to waste a tweet on and make yourself look like more of a slut bitch whore, why would it be that? She tweeted out Chris Stapleton just sang the most beautiful national anthem at the Super Bowl, but we could have gone without the rest of the wokeness. This is a real blunder, and she does this all the time. Uh, Lift Every Voice is the name of the song. The full significance of the Super Bowl opener with Cheryl Lee Ralph's Lift Every Voice and Sing rendition, as well as a Navy flyover featuring an all-female pilot team. I don't know about you, but I, I, I mean... I don't know why, how that could, anybody could have a problem with these things. It seems like whenever, whenever we have an opportunity that more people could get involved in the fun, you know, uh, the black people are having a good time. Uh, women flying the jet fighter. What the fuck is wrong with that? It's, it's fun. It's great. It's awesome. There's no, there's no drawback there. There's no negative to any of that. Not to her. So she sees white hillbilly guy singing the anthem. She assumes he's like her because he's a hillbilly singing the anthem and he did it well. The far right Congresswoman's anti-woke leanings are no secret. Uh, first of all, by the way, using the word woke and everybody claiming that that's a bad word. It so isn't fucking get over it. I don't know who decided that that means something negative. Who gives a shit that women are uh, in the planes and that they're singing a, a, another fucking song at about the same time that they sang the anthem. Shut the fuck up. Marjorie Taylor Greene loves Chris Stapleton. But is not aware that Chris Stapleton is absolutely not about her. And he is, in fact, very woke. Uh, 
The article from Uprock says no one is debating Stapleton's prowess at the mic, which even left Eagles coach Nick Sirianni in tears. What Green failed to realize is that Stapleton is an outspoken supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement. And his presence as part of this ensemble, within which Ralph sang the song recognized by the NAACP as the Black National Anthem, uh, matters a lot. Quote, there's a very broad awakening that's come about, Chris Stapleton declared to CBS this morning after the murder of George Floyd in 2020. Further quote, it's time for me to listen. It's time for other folks to listen. He then added, the country that I thought we were living in was a myth. Green's tweet came back to bite her in the ass, given that she missed the above news when it happened. One user tweeted, yeah, Chris Stapleton's woke as fuck. And that was only the beginning of this question, why she has such a problem with an all-woman team of pilots. But no one ever said that Green ever makes sense. My God. Chris Stapleton. Uh, in fact, they one tweeter took her tweet and quoted it and wrote the quote from Stapleton. Do I think Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. I don't know how you could think they don't, Stapleton said at the time. There's a very broad awakening that I guess has come about. And it's time for me to listen, Chris Stapleton said. And it's time for other folks to listen. So this fucking thing to the old Daffy Duck shotgun. Boom! Right in her face and the beat goes backwards. Oh my God. Jesus, how many times can this dumb bitch step in shit? Oh. I don't know how you recover from those things when, cause you know that there's someone in her office that says, look at, look at what happened. Look what you did. Does she go oopsie? And then just like pretend it doesn't happen. Oh, fuck me. Sam, the juice says, why should African-Americans have their own anthem? I don't know. I just don't think there's a problem with there being one. Think if there was one exclusively for whites. Wouldn't care. Kyle says, I think us gay atheists should have our own anthem. I do too. Uh, Bob says, nothing wrong with the all-woman flyover. The jokes after were pretty funny though. Well, good. We should have jokes. All right. Bob says, thank God they aren't required to parallel park F-18s. Oh, no, that's just ridiculous. You know that those women could park the shit out of those cars. They better be. I can't parallel park. All right. God bless Blue Frost IT. Holy crap. 616-285-50. All right. You finally have committed to upgrading your tech. All your workers at your small or medium-sized business are so happy. It isn't just you go to the store and buy new gear. You need to sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation to figure out what exactly you do in your business so you buy the right stuff. Okay? If you're going to make that type of investment, 
Do it right the first time. This is all free. Blue Frost IT tells you what exactly you need. They help you as you make your purchase. They then will set everything up for you while you, you know, work, while you do your job, what it is you do. Yeah, don't mess around with that stuff. Do it right the first time and then don't have it where you're doing it and then you're going to screw something up and then time is money. Come on. After that is all in place, Blue Frost IT will then become your managed IT service provider and they won't let you down. It's having your own IT department at your beck and call. 616-200-8550. They do project work as well. Um, If you need, if you're like moving from one location to another, you need new lines installed in the wall, making sure that your equipment is, um, or your office is equipped appropriately for 2023 computing power. All right. You need to have many, many access points and resources installed into walls. They do all that at Blue Frost IT. 616-285-50 online at bluefrostit.com. I got a car dealership in town that loves me and I love them. Sarah Honda Granville on Kenowa, just north of 44th. Check them out. Uh, go shop for a brand new Honda today at Sarah Honda Granville. Also Michigan's largest largest selection of certified pre-owned cars on the lot you can drive off in a car today if it's a certified pre-owned car sarah honda granville at sarahondagranville.com of course tax season is here it's time to make hay holy crap january february march is when i talk about tag accounting we are one and a half months into the three-month campaign don't let me down Call Tag Accounting. Pay the 100 bucks or so, depending on your return, sometimes less, sometimes more. Have Tag do your accounting. Get more back on your return. Your cousin-in-law, your brother-in-law, your mother-in-law, or TurboTax, not aware of the tax laws that are on the books now, ever-changing. Don't do it yourself, okay? That's ridiculous. All the shit you got to gather, stupid numbers plugging in. You're doing it wrong. It comes back. I don't even know if I did it right. You're crossing your fingers that you did. 616-301-9516 for tag accounting. Please mention my name. This is the sponsor that no matter where you are in the listening audience, you can take advantage of this. 616-301-9516. Batting last in the order, Joe Martinez. Not qualified to be health director. Qualified to teach us. Tu madre es una puta. Nasty words. Pete la chingada, cabrón. Come mis nalgas cuando yo estoy cagando, cabrón. And qualified to agree that that was a hold. There, well, it was a hold. That that was a good call at the Super Bowl. It was a terrible call. Anyway. Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579 from A&E Heating and Cooling, the authority in all of West Michigan. All right. You need a new furnace. You need a new AC. You've got scheduled maintenance. Call Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Oh, my God. Joe says it was a hole. Agree. And he says, a good call. No. No. 
you are wrong. And everyone in America is on my side. You are a stubborn Mexican. That is what you are. You are a hardworking, stubborn Mexican. That makes you rare. You can't swear at me. I'm telling you it was a bad call. Bullshit. Swear at me all you want. But it was a terrible call. Bullshit. Now he's calling me in written form a, I think that's pendejo. All right. Join me on Patreon a little bit. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I'm looking at you. Who's the new dude again? NW980. You've already committed to me on Twitch. You must now sign up on Patreon. Five or ten bucks a month. Listener supported. Ad free Patreon. Next time I look at my inbox, I want to see that you have signed up for uh, me on Patreon. On today's Patreon. I need to tell you about the latest SpaceX adventure, what they tested and what they're planning on doing. We also need to get into a little bit more about the aliens that we shot out of the sky uh, 200 miles from here. And another workplace incident, uh, industrial accident has occurred. The asshole of the day. Yesterday it was bitch who chopped the baby's dick off. Today... Boy, you know, I mean, we got a lot lot of nominees. Kenny once again revealing how much of a racist he is. That was terrible. What else can... I don't think there's anything else that's worse. What? The guy who shot up Michigan State is worse? I don't think so. Basketball game last night. The cheerleader goes on the court and tries to kick the guy's ass. Former Ottawa County Health Director is suing. Marjorie Taylor Greene looks like a moron again. Yeah, I don't know. I think all of these pale in comparison to Kenny as your asshole of the day for what he did. Holy shit, that's rough. Brought to you by TC Paintball. I'm sorry, that's like the that's a, I think that's like the tenth time you've won the award. Well, all right. If that's what you want to do, I mean, that sounds like a pretty rough way to live, but uh, nothing I can do about that. Folks, thank you. I appreciate you. For Daisy, Bruce, O'Neill, Mother Mary, Lamar Hamlin's jacket. Have a good one. Until next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.